In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, St. John of the Cross, who is one of the doctors of the church, one of 36 doctors of the church, that means a great teacher in the history of the church, he's also a saint, and a great spiritual writer. He wrote a book called The Dark Knight, very good book, very difficult. Um, in the midst of which he says something really interesting. He says, if Jesus or Mary or another saint or an angel or something appears to you and tells you something, some great revelation, something like that, unless it's telling you something to do or something serious, if somebody appears to you from heaven, immediately after the apparition, ignore it and keep going back to what you were doing. Very interesting. Why does he say this? I think because there is a Christian tendency and a tendency in humanity in general. We all, human beings are built with this, uh, uh, this tendency, this inclination for God, seeking out for God. We all want to find God. That's good. It's built into our nature. It's inherent in us. And even if we don't believe in God, we're still seeking after him. We just don't find him. We try to find him in other things, and we end up falling into a kind of idolatry. But sometimes we kind of overdo it. You know, when we look for God, we try to find God in places where he's really not there. That's not the place, the normative place where God, you know, reveals himself to us. So we'll seek after supernatural things, highly sentimental things, highly things that are extraordinarily showy, like miracles and things like that. It's also, I think, the reason why Jesus says, in another part of the gospel, Jesus says, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after signs. So the, the whole desire for seeking after supernatural signs, supernatural wonders, major miracles, these kinds of displayable things. Seeking after these really huge things is not the normative way that God reveals himself to us. They have happened in the history of the church. You think about Our Lady of Fatima. You think about St. Faustina. You think about, but these are extraordinarily rare, few and far between. And there are separate reasons for that. In all likelihood, God is not going to show himself to you in that way because he has a different method by which he communicates himself to us, which I think is revealed in the gospel reading today. When we seek after God in these huge supernatural events, we miss him. Equally so, when we seek after God to help us in some supernatural way, some Extraordinary, extraordinary way, I think we miss him there as well. I think when we pray to God and we say to him, where are you? I can't find you. I feel like I have no help. It feels like you're not here. You seem quite distant to me right now. How come I feel so alone? That's a normal human feeling. That's a fine prayer to say too. Don't feel bad for feeling that way. Jesus at the cross said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is a normal human feeling. 
But to think that we're going to find God somewhere other than that place, that's where the mistake happens. So in the gospel reading today, let's put ourselves for a second in the, in the place of the apostles. Jesus has died and he has risen from among the dead. On the day that he rose from the dead, he appeared to them. And he said to them, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive are forgiven. Whoever sins you retain are retained. And then he disappears. Eight days later, he appears to them again. And Thomas is there that time and he says, come put your hand, uh, put your finger in my hand and your hand in my side. Know that I'm real, I've actually risen from the dead, I'm not a ghost. That's the second time you appear to them. This is the third time. We don't know how many days have elapsed, but it's been a good amount of time, we can assume. We know for sure that within about, uh, within 40 days, for on the 40th day, Jesus ascends into heaven, and within those 40 days from his resurrection to his ascension, he only appears to his apostles a few times, I think it's eight times. Not just to the apostles either, but to all the disciples, cumulatively. That's pretty, that's a low number. For somebody that's been walking with you day in and day out for the last few years, three years, that this huge event, like the resurrection, happened after his very dramatic death to only appear a few times in the span of 40 days is very little. So the apostles, you could assume, if you were in their position or if I was in their position, would be a little bit bewildered and confused. So Peter, you know, you can imagine they're just kind of waiting around these days, like, well, we don't know what's going on right now. I mean, Jesus gave us this amazing ministry for three years. He died, rose from the dead, and he's appeared to us a couple times, but he hasn't told us what to do. He hasn't given us this new crazy, you know, revelation. He hasn't charged us with anything. He hasn't commanded us anything. We're just kind of laying around waiting for, waiting to be told what to do by, by the Lord. So Peter just says, okay, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go do what I know what to do. And the apostles are like, yep, we're going to come with you. They don't remain idle. This is the point. They don't remain idle. I'm going to go fishing. So they go. And they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Bad luck, I guess. They catch no fish. They go and they do what they're supposed to do and they catch absolutely nothing there. It's a, it's a failed project. Just as day was day breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. He said to them, children, have you any fish? They said, no. And then he tells them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. Well, look what's going on here. Do we find God in all these like, huge supernatural events? Do we find God in these spectacles? Do we find God in these, uh, do we look for God in signs and miracles and things like that? No, it's not the normative way that God works with us. Where does God work when Jesus is on the cross? And he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When Jesus is at the Garden of Gethsemane and he is carrying the burden of the world and all of its sins and all of its sorrows from all of his history cumulatively on his shoulders. And then he says, Father, if it be your will, your, may this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. 
these very dramatic, very intense moments in our lives are one place where we find God. When it seems like all is lost, when it, we feel like utter and total failures, this is when one of the places, one of these areas where God comes in in a more dramatic way if we really give ourselves over to him the way Jesus did at Gethsemane or on the cross and the way that the apostles seem to do in the gospel reading here. They, they, they were fishing all night and they caught no fish. It was an utter failure in a time in their lives when they were in such perplexity that they had nothing better to do than to go fishing. And then on the other hand, so on the one hand, God is there where we feel like utter failures, where we've tried our best and we've put in all of our effort and we've completely failed. On the other hand, God is also there in the ordinary things. This is the way of the saints, the ordinary stuff. Why John of the Cross said, if you get an apparition from heaven, <coughs> ignore it immediately afterwards and go back to doing the thing that you were doing. Because the thing that we are doing, the ordinary thing that we do day in and day out, that very boring, very mundane thing that we do every single day, that is the space, that is the place where God comes to meet us. As the saints say pretty unanimously, and I think here of Mother Teresa, do small things with great love. Saint Teresa of Avila, God walks among the pots and pans. Saint Therese of Lisieux, that through her little way she will find God through the small things. The small things like Peter, the fisherman, the apostles, the fishermen, they're gonna go out and do the things that they normally do and that's where Jesus appears to them. If we match this up with other parts of the gospel with the resurrection of Jesus after the resurrection, it makes a little bit more sense. On the first day, and this is the reading from uh, the, our liturgy on Easter Sunday, Mary Magdalene is the first one that Jesus appears to. She goes to do a very ordinary thing as well. She goes to embalm Jesus' body at the tomb. And she finds that he's not there. She has no idea that he's risen from the dead. She doesn't even have this in her, in her awareness. She sees somebody there, she thinks he's the gardener, it turns out to be Jesus. And that's where Jesus appears to her. On the Monday afterwards, we have as our, as our reading, Emmaus, Emmaus Monday, where Cleopas and another disciple are walking on, the, on their journey to Emmaus, and Jesus comes and he appears to them, and yet they did not know that it was Jesus. You see, all these people are going to do the ordinary tasks of their daily lives in the midst of sorrow, and in the midst of despair, and in the midst of a seeming failure. Mary Magdalene having lost her Lord, the, Cleopas and his disciple, having lost their Lord, Peter and the other apostles being confused, having no idea what they're doing with their lives right now, but making sure that they're not idle. And all these very ordinary things, Mary Magdalene embalming the, 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 the body of Jesus, Cleopas and the disciple walking home, Peter and the apostles just going fishing. In these places, Jesus appears to them. So I'm of the opinion that God does not give us that many signs and wonders, that many uh, spectacular things, things to look at, because it's a temptation. I would see it more as a temptation to see God outside of his normative way of visiting us. 
And I think that God does visit us a lot more often than we think, we, than we think he does in the very normal things that we go through day in and day out, in those moments when we feel like failures, when we feel the weakest, and in our normal daily tasks. That's where, these are the places where God is. And I think it is on us to develop those spiritual eyes to recognize him where he comes to meet us, where he invites us to go and encounter him. It is a temptation of the devil to say to go find God in these speculative places, in these very spectacular arenas, in these um, very major events that we imagine in our minds. I think it is the, like the second temptation of the devil to our Lord who says to him, throw yourself off the pinnacle of the temple and he will give his angels charge of you so that your, even your, your, your foot will not touch a stone some spectacular event. God does not work in these spectacular ways. Remember that God, when he comes into the world, he comes in as a baby. He doesn't come in, you know, with, a, with an earthquake. He doesn't come in with some spectacular event. He comes in as a little baby unseen by the entire world. This is the way of God. So seek after God. It is a human thing to do to seek after God. But seek him where he is to be found. And where he is to be found is in the normal day-to-day tasks and the failures that you go through and I go through every single day in those moments of despair when we feel like we're at our wit's end and we don't know where God is or how things are going to, to happen, how things are going to be taken care of. Know that God is there and then invite him in. Amen.